Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. So who's been on holiday? A few of you? <laughs> no? <laughs> there's, there's lots of good things uh, about being away on holiday, isn't there? Stuff like being out of routine, stuff like seeing new places, stuff like sleeping late, stuff like eating fresh berry ice cream, uh, all the important things, right? And then there's the not so good things about being on holiday. Did anyone have some not so good things happen on holiday? Only one person. What a positive bunch. That's amazing. So some of the um, reasons that I was looking at on the internet why people didn't have good holidays was things like it was too hot or it was too cold. Yes, uh, they got lost. They fell off a path. Uh, They had loud neighbours. Who's been camping and had loud neighbours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the tent falls down. Yeah. Who's had a tent fall down in the middle of the night, you know, and it's raining and you're trying to dig trenches and it's like, eh. Um, or an animal eats your food. Or an animal eats you. So some of the things that are problematic about holidays are beds, right? So if you get a good bed, it can be a really good holiday, right? If you get a bad bed, it can be (laughs) not such a fun holiday. And this is why our family voted a few years ago that there's one of our family members who doesn't really sleep very well on air mattresses. And this family member really does very well when they have good sleep. So when they don't have good sleeps, it's not so much fun for the rest of us. So we decided that we would actually have a holiday with a good bed. And that's paid off. And it's great when you have a good bed and you get to sleep. Um, But it's not so good when your bed's not good. And your bed blows up or it slowly goes down in the middle of the night, or you end up sleeping on a rock, or something like that, or a hedgehog. Um, Who's ever slept in a hammock? Did you sleep well? No, 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 so. So what's the worst place you've ever slept? (laughs) On a riverbed? In the forest? Where? On the Inter Islander. What about you guys? What's the worst place you've ever slept? In the gutter, (laughs) on the side of the road. (laughs) Yeah, please give more money to Janelle to go to America for therapy. (laughs) Nah, we love you, Janelle. But one of the fun things about summer holidays also is the beach, right? 
uh, whether it's the river or sea, and it's great to get into the water. And way, one of our favourite family things to do is to build sandcastles. So I've got a couple of photos here. So, you, <laughs> and, and we enjoy burying people in the sand too. So, so everybody recognises Dan there. Yeah, yeah, that was a good day, wasn't it, Dan? Okay, and then there's another photo of Fabian, which I had to put in just because it was such a great photo, Mackenzie. Wow. <laughs> it looks pretty cool, don't you think? Um, <laughs> so building sandcastles is a fun thing to do, right? So who likes building sandcastles? Right, you. Marla, was that Marla? Yes. Right, would you like to come and build a sandcastle? Yes. Okay, we've got one person. Who loves building houses with cards? Right, you, come on. You get the middle table. So this is your table. And who likes playing with Duplo? Building, all right, you can. You can come. Sorry. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a bit of a competition. All right? So <laughs> it's all right. It's clean sand. It's river sand. Yes. All right. So what we need to do, and we need to cheer these guys on, is the competition is to see who can build the tallest edifice with your sand, with your cards, and with your blocks, right? Well, let's give them two minutes. Guys, that's not gonna work for my sermon illustration. You need to build something. <laughs> Come on, we'll just, I'll, I'll let you just keep playing there. Oh, why is there a knife in that tank? <laughs> <laughs> Looks kind of aggressive there. <laughs> okay, so uh, shall we just give them an, a wee bit longer? Because it's actually the hardest one to do is the is the is the cards, obviously. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to come back to this later. So um, <clears throat> you're done. You're done. Right. Marla's done. Now we just got to get Alan going. So when I was praying a bit at the beginning of this year, <laughs> you can just keep working while I talk, okay? When I was praying about the, um, this year and what the theme should be, uh, I really felt like God gave me two words. And the first one was the word advance. And that for me is a word about going forward. It's about making progress. And for some of us, that means letting go some of the stuff that is hindering us from making progress. And uh, I felt that God is wanting in our lives for us to have a sense of movement, a sense of moving forward, a sense of, um, hey, we're, we're actually going somewhere. We're actually going somewhere and things are happening. 
So that was the first word that God gave me, advance. And also as a church for us to be advancing in different areas, that we're, gonna, we're starting to grow and develop some different areas that, that uh, <laughs> sorry, I should have given you some blue tech. Um, to just progress in some areas. And, you know, has any of you ever felt stuck? Yeah. And like, oh, oh, you know, like it says in Romans 8 where I, I struggle to do the things that I don't want to do and I, I don't do the things that I do want to do. And, um, but this year, I feel like God is wanting to help us to advance. And with that, he's going to sort of give us some strategies during the course of the year. So that's, that's quite exciting. Um, God is wanting um, to advance in our lives, in the lives of our communities, and throughout the world. Um, this looks like cutting loose from old habits and ways and breaking into the new. Which brings us to the, the theme that we feel for the whole year, which is being established. Thank you, Alan. That was awesome. Okay, nobody blow on it or, you know, go anywhere near. So let, let, let's, let's do, the, let's do the, the competition. Who, who won the highest one? All right, so come up and choose your prize. You'd get a prize. You can choose one of these. Which one do you choose? Okay. And who came second? Marla, Marla, would you like to come up and choose your prize? You can have a Moro or a Flake. Okay. So Dan, where are you? Dan, and you get, you get to share it with Alan. <laughs> All right, let's give them a hand. So this year we're looking at the theme of being established. And what that means is, it was we're looking at uh, being established in several different areas in our lives. And this is together with being ad advancing and making progress and coming to a place uh, where we're established in the Word and in like reading and understanding the Bible in authority, in community, uh, in healthy habits, which is what helps us to advance. If we don't have healthy habits, we don't advance, right? Okay. Uh, and then we look at the three, um, three of the values that we've been working on last year for, for Harmony. And that's like being established in His presence. So that's worship and coming to know the intimacy in, in, uh, in our walk with God in a greater degree. And being established in passion. And that means that we're going to be uh, walking in that place of enthusiasm, not... Uh, it's so easy to get disheartened, isn't it? You know, in different areas in our life, it's very easy to get uh, disappointed and disheartened. And uh, God is really wanting to establish passion in our lives, passion for the things of Him. So that's a, that's a great thing. And then the third thing is um, establishing, pa pas um, establishing purpose. And for each one of us, God has a very unique 
plan and purpose for our lives. So I'm going to read um, from Ephesians 3, 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So God is wanting to establish us and not in a shallow way. I mean, His love, as it's talking about, um, is how wide, how long, how high and how deep. That's multidimensional. And that's what he's wanting to establish in our lives. Great song choice, by the way. Um, build my life on, what, is, what, are, what are the words? I will build my firm foundation. Yeah, beautiful. Um, that fit really, really well. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what it means to be uh, grounded in, in God and, and just the fact that He's desiring for each one of us to come to a place where He is our foundation and the firm foundation. Um, in Colossians 2.7, that says, your spiritual roots go deeply into His life as you are continually infused with strength Encouraged in every way, for you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to Him. And all of us are wanting to build something significant in our lives. But we all know after the earthquakes that in order for us to have tall buildings, we've got to have amazing foundations, right? If the foundations aren't deep and, and significant, uh, they're not going to actually withstand the building of something which is really important in our lives. So if we have bad foundations, and the bad foundations can look like we think that um, we're building on perhaps our appearance, perhaps our abilities, perhaps our family, Perhaps what we know to be true or we think that we know to be true. Perhaps it's our nation. Uh, they, these are all things that we can build on. Uh, our education. They're all things that, ca that we can build on uh, that are actually not the best foundation. They might be part of our foundation. But unless our foundation and, and our roots are going down deep into the the soil that is the love of God, those things can uh, be lost. Sometimes, you know, we, we might lose a job. Perhaps it's something that you've really wanted to. Perhaps 
you've actually really aspired to do a certain job and you've been turned down. Or perhaps people who you thought were really good friends, you found out that they've actually been quite two-faced and been saying things about you behind your back. Perhaps it's family. Perhaps family don't really respond to you the way that, you, that you'd like them to or you think that they should. We've all faced disappointments, haven't we? And if we sort of try and build our lives on that, perhaps, you know, you're trying to build your life on having a really big fat bank account. I've got good savings. But savings can disappear. Countries can be overrun. Families can leave. Friends can move away. Our education can become irrelevant. And then what are we left with? What are the things that we're left with that are really of significance? Perhaps we've lost a business. You know, and then we look around and we look and think, who's there? Who's there for me? What's left? Now, I know that there's a couple of people in this room tonight who I was so blessed to watch them worship because I know they've gone through some really tough stuff in the last couple of weeks. And it was just wonderful to watch them worship. And I just thought, good on you. If you can make Jesus as your foundation, it doesn't matter what happens around you in your life to you to those who are part of your family, to those who who are part of your sphere of influence. When you have Jesus as your firm foundation, you are able to accomplish far more than you can ever hope or imagine. The great architect Frank Lloyd Wright was given the challenge of building the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo in one of the most earthquake-prone cities in the world. Wright's investigation showed that a solid foundation could be floated on a 60-foot layer of soft mud underlying the hotel, which would provide a shock-absorbing but solid support for the immense building. And shortly after the hotel was completed, it withstood the worst earthquake in 52 years, while lesser buildings fell in ruins around it. I think we've got a photo of that building. It's the big, long one. Hello. Nope, not that one. That one. So imagine trying to sort out foundations for that. Who are engineers in here? (laughs) Um, So to think about a building like that withstanding a big big quake, now we know all about liquefaction and what it does to buildings. It's it's amazing to think that engineers can, can actually put together the kind of foundations that could continue to hold that up. And then you saw the photo of the Twin Towers in Kuala Lumpur. It's the tallest building in the world, standing at 452 metres. Each tower weighs 300,000 tonnes, and the foundation consisted of a 4.5 metre thick raft foundation containing 13,000 cubic metres of reinforced concrete, weighing approximately 32,000 tonnes for each tower. 
the bigger the building, the stronger the foundation needs to be. And when they put up a skyscraper, they put up a lot of work into the foundation before they start worrying about the walls. They'll want to make sure it keeps standing. And we're seeing the same thing across the road here. We're seeing the Metro Sports. Um, and those of you who've been here during the week and all the shuddering, because they're putting in like seven, 8,000 foundations. And it's a really complicated process. But they need to do that because as we know, this is pretty much riverbed. And if we don't have that good foundation, whatever they build on there, you know, especially the swimming pools, they're just gonna compact and then, you know, fall away. So we don't want that to happen, right? And it's the same in our lives. We wanna have really well-engineered, well-structured foundations. And I can't think of a better, better foundation than Jesus in our lives. In Matthew, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. And when a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. That's Matthew 7. Many years ago, I got to... Um, hang out with a, a lady who was really cool. And I got to travel with her. She's a musician. And she wrote a number of songs. And I think I might have shared one of the stories about one of her songs. But one of the songs that she wrote that she became a little bit famous for, you know, back in the day, um, is a, a, a song called Don't Build Your House on the Sandy Land. Does anybody know it? Let's see who's under. <laughs> so it goes like this. Don't build your house on the sandy land. Don't build it too near the shore. Well, it may look kind of nice, but you'll have to build it twice. Oh, you'll have to build your house once more. You better build your house on the rock. Make a good foundation on a solid spot And the storms may come and go The peace of God you will know So she wrote that song. And then God spoke to her about going into mission. And uh, the second song that she wrote um, was a song that she sat down with a guitar one night and I think I've shared this story and she said, well, Lord, I want to go into mission, but how am I ever going to support myself? I just don't have the money. And she sat down, she picked up a guitar, and she started singing and playing the notes of a familiar, familiar Bible verse, which is, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that one ended up together with Sandy Land's song, those two songs supported her in ministry for 40 years. So she sought the Lord. She put him first. 
and she built on that amazing foundation. She's gonna be here actually in a couple of weeks and you know, she's close to 70 now, but she's had an amazing, amazing legacy. She's traveled all around the world as a musicianary. She's gone into different places and she's worshiped and she's brought her songs and ministered to people and God has used her powerfully. But her foundation, her bottom line is really to build her life upon Jesus. So if I'm looking at our structures here, we've got this one. Right, the house of cards. But I, I want to use this. This is so fun. Okay, so, you know, the Bible verse that was talking about how the winds of life, how the winds of life blow. That was fun. I wanted to do that. Okay, and why did I bring the hairdryer? That's for Gideon to use when his hair's messed up. <laughs> no, so life can bring winds and blow through things and we think, wow, that's actually not that, that great. And then we come over to here and what does the scripture say? When the rains come down, you can take that knife out, sorry, no. <laughs> when the rains come down, would you like to do this? Okay, you can come to it. It's heavy. So you hold it up like that. When the rains come down, you wanna hold this? Very heavy. Grab it. Okay. When the rains come down. Our life can deteriorate and disintegrate. Awesome job. Good, good job. Let's give him a hand. And see this guy over here. The top bit fell off, but look, he's on a good foundation, right? So come on, play along with me. It's a good foundation. <laughs> you know, it fell over, but it's a good foundation. <laughs> so tonight, my challenge to you is what is it that you're building your life on? 
What is it that you are hoping to see this year as you advance and become established in God and established in His love? How are you positioning yourself to agree with God, to see all that He wants to do in your life?